everyone. My name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. and welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy podcast. So excited to have you guys all back as usual. Today, I have one of my very good friends on here with me. Her name is Sam. So we are very thankful to have her. She has been on a previous episode with me. So if you guys have not heard that one, definitely go back and listen to that one. I'll actually attach it down below in the show notes because it was so great. Today, we are doing a little bit of a different topic than last time. We're actually going to be talking about embracing change. So we're going to talk a lot about all the different types of changes that a lot of us kind of go through, whether it's mentally, physically, kind of the changes of going through life. So it will be a great episode. So without further ado, Sam, so great to have you back on the show. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. If you can't tell, I'm smiling ear to ear. (laughs) Um, I wish we could be sitting next to each other like last time, but you know, it's okay. (laughs) I know. Time virtually changing. (laughs) I know, I know. So for anybody who did not listen to the previous episode or who is not familiar with who you are, could you give us a little kind of 90-minute elevator chat about yourself? 90 second, I guess, not 90 minute. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I went to school for nutrition and dietetics and got my master's in kinesiology and sport nutrition. And during that time, I really became interested in bodybuilding, really invested a lot of time in transforming my body. And now I'm, I've kind of flipped the switch to where I've realized my desire to look a certain way has been trumped by my desire to feel and live a certain type of lifestyle. So I've really gone through a huge transformation in the last few years, really going from very aesthetic focused to now health focused. And change is kind of like my middle name these days with uh, really embracing it and learning how to incorporate change into my lifestyle and just learn how to be okay with that. I love that. And I think something, I think a lot of us, myself included, I struggle with change. I, you know, I know people always say embrace change and that's what we're obviously talking about today. So I'm looking forward to this because this is something I personally do struggle with. I think it kind of goes back to that whole topic also of balance. You know, what does balance look like in our life? And when we go through change, oftentimes that balance gets thrown off, right? You know, I feel like I always say balance is always evolving. I don't think it's like a destination that we reach, but I also think part of that is because we're constantly changing. So I'm excited to hear your outlook on this. Cause I feel like you do have such a great grasp on this and somebody who myself is also very body focused and aesthetic focused. I am going through a change myself being pregnant. So I think that is, it's huge, you know, and to hear you even refer just at the very beginning about moving your body for health and not necessarily for an aesthetic. That's something I'm really kind of in the moment of at the, like right now as we speak. So that's something I'm learning to embrace uh, and definitely appreciate, but I'm excited to dive into it. Yeah. And um, you know, one really big point that I'd like to start off with is, and you and I, we've talked about it before. We've both experienced this very aesthetic focused mindset for most of our lives. And that's just probably based around the media, the things that we're exposed to, kids being just very comparison-oriented, very great observers. And we've always been so self-aware of the way that we've looked. And as a result, that's been our focus for most of our lives. And as we get older, I think that we learn to embrace other parts of who we are. And especially going through something as beautiful as a pregnancy, you are 
surrendering yourself to what your body is going to undergo. And that's really hard, especially for people who are like us, who try from every angle, every different diet, every different exercise regimen to control the way that we look, right? So it's all about control for most of our lives. Like how can we control the way that we look? And that's ultimately why I went to school for nutrition and exercise science was to develop that control over the way that I looked. And I can't even imagine what it's going to be like to go through a pregnancy because it is what I mentioned, that surrender of my body's going to go through so many changes. And it's not just physiologically, it's also mentally. Your hormones are changing. There's so many different ups and downs that you're going to go through. And being able to surrender to the process and you know, accept that, I'm sure it's very difficult. And I, you're just at the beginning stages now. And I'm sure it's going to continue to change and post-pregnancy. Like these are all things that we've almost been taught not to accept, like your body changing in a certain direction. And so Absolutely. I think mentally and physically, it's just this battle of, you know, pulling and pushing. I honestly, everything you just said. So I actually was talking to my mom about this where, You know, I'm very thankful that I've taken this last year to hone in a little bit more on health versus fitness. And that's kind of what we chatted about in the last podcast. You know, you really helped me with mental state is a huge part of health, right? Not just the physical state of ourselves. So I'm very glad that before getting pregnant, I was already on a little bit of that self-discovery, a little bit of that journey when it comes to actually understanding overall health. Because up until getting pregnant, I didn't realize how much movement was, my fuel for movement was very much an aesthetic outcome, if that makes sense. It wasn't as much necessary for my mental state. So Mm. through the first trimester of this pregnancy, I actually was unable to exercise. And that's where I first found that value of like, wow, movement is huge for my mentality. I need to move for my mental state. Well, now, you know, being, 18 weeks pregnant, I'm definitely at a point where movement and nourishing my body through this change of life is, there's no measurement when it comes to aesthetics, right? Like I I cannot gauge any of that from aesthetic point of view. I have to gauge it from how do I feel? How do I feel mentally? How do I feel physically? How is my body operating? How am I sleeping? And so going through this change has put a whole new perspective on exercise and nutrition for me that I've never, I've never been in before. And, you know, like you were saying, it is, it's just this change that I'm going through that is so vast. And I can only imagine what it's going to look like postpartum. I'm sure, you know, if we were to have this conversation after baby, it would be similar, but obviously very different because that comes with this whole, its whole set of changes. But yes, it's so true how I was so aesthetic focused and size focused. Um, And like you said, with comparing yourself, it's even interesting because I think for a lot of us, we compare ourselves to others. But I also know you and I have seen ourselves in so many different physical states that oftentimes we compare ourselves to those other seasons of our life. And I think sometimes that's where I struggle because I have seen myself at smaller versions. I've also seen myself at larger versions, but it does come down to like we said, changes and embracing those changes and going through those different seasons of life. And so, I mean, for anybody listening, I'm sure sometimes they hold a lot of negativity with those changes. So what would you say about that? Like, how do you, how do you embrace that change? You know, I I'm, I'm learning right now, but how would you have someone kind of embrace that change and not have such a negative feeling or outlook on it? I think for me, one of the biggest components to accepting and really owning a certain size or um, embracing my body at whatever stage of life that I'm in is not just focusing on my body. So like I said previously, we've both been in a place where that's been our only focus, especially with bodybuilding. Your entire day revolves around your body, the way that it looks and the way that you're trying to transform it. And so for me, and this is something that I actually did pretty recently, I did an online like coaching course with uh, Habits-Based Lifestyle with one of my friends, Katie, her husband runs this program. 
and it dives into all of the areas of fulfillment. So yes, your health, your your body is very important, but it's only one of four categories that you should be equally focusing on. And I'm not saying equally, like they have to be you know, a certain amount of time in each category, but you should place thought every single day on not just your, your aesthetics and your health, like your movement and nutrition, but also your family, uh, whether that be your husband, your wife, your kids, your parents, uh, and then work. Are you serving other people? Are you earning your income? Are you being successful in that area? And then your faith or spirituality is the other category. So for me, it was expanding that purpose beyond just my physical being and honing in on not just prioritizing my nutrition and my exercise, but really prioritizing my mental health, my relationships with other people and the success that I want to develop in my business. So by doing that, it really helped me develop fulfillment that was much greater than anything that I could potentially experience from just focusing on the way that I looked. And I had to intentionally schedule out time every single day to make sure I was investing in everything else. Because for me, it was so easy. Okay, exercise, nutrition. Those were my immediate focus for the most part every single day. Like I, That was easy for me. But everything else took a lot more intention and practice to incorporate into what that overarching fulfillment looks like. And, and that's really where you see things not being sustainable is you're neglecting parts of your life and your parts of who you are and who you want to be, then you're going to suffer. You're going to hit a dead end. You're not going to be able to create sustainable change. But if you incorporate everything and that's really the balance and, um, and longevity that you're looking for, then you can create a much obviously greater result out of that too. I love that. And I think, you know, before we hopped on, I was just telling you how I'm feeling a little bit emotionally empty right now or, or not emotionally fulfilled. And again, not from a relationship perspective, not from, you know, I can't really pinpoint it, but it's so great. I was literally just telling you that. And I'm sure it's also because I'm in such a transition right now that I'm having to relearn a lot of those things, right? So for me, it's, I can't just focus on the nutrition and fitness side of it, nor should I, nor should that ever be just my focus, but it's hard to reteach ourselves, right? It's hard to relearn a system or a way of life that we have ingrained in ourselves for so long, but I do love that. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening, especially with everything going on right now, I'm sure if anybody's like me, I I do feel a little bit emotionally empty. And I think it's just because a lot of my social interactions are not being fulfilled, but that doesn't mean that they have to go away. It doesn't mean that I have to create that negative outlook on that moment, right? Like I can get that fulfilled in other ways, but I can focus on, on other things. I can focus on my relationship I have at home, you know, with Casey and my husband and my relationship with my dogs and a relationship with the growing baby that I have and my faith. That's something I can always grow on. So I love that you point out that there's kind of four pillars. And like you said, we're not always going to be able to spend a perfect, even amount of time on all of them. But the checkoff list at the end of the day shouldn't just be, hey, was my nutrition on point and was my food on point? Because I think for a lot of us, you know, if we're on a weight loss journey or a muscle gain or a health and fitness journey of any kind, that is kind of a win for the day if we, you know, check off that nutrition and that workout kind of a thing. But I love that you do bring in, hey, are we focusing on all those other factors? Because I know for me with everything going on, I really do have to turn inward a little bit more and make sure that the mental side of things are being looked at. And I think for me not feeling fulfilled at the moment, I think it's possibly part hormonal because girlfriend's a little bit hormonal, but I do think a lot of it does come down also to just looking at those other four areas and making sure that I'm actually addressing them and being aware of them. Cause I think I can, for myself, I can easily overlook it. Totally. And I think it really comes down to, and we've talked about this before, like a morning routine, like something that really sets up your day for success and gets you in a position where you're able to help others much more effectively. You're more productive because you've served yourself first. 
And so like for me, and this is something that everyone can do, right? Like if you're just going based on those four pillars, you know, wake up, wash your face, whatever, make your bed and, you know, health wise, make sure you're getting something, get something healthy in your stomach or, you know, good breakfast, whatever. And then you can go for a walk, get a little bit of movement, even if it's five minutes, get out, move your body a little bit, and then maybe text someone or call someone and let them know that you're thinking about them. And like, these are really easy things that you can do within five minutes, 10 minutes all together, you know, like take care of something and, you know, maybe it's just breathing, practicing breathing, breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Like that's something that nobody does intentionally, but it can really help just set your day up right and center yourself, ground you so that you can have the most productive and successful day possible. For sure. Yeah. I think that, and I think, you know, like we've talked about before multiple times, that morning routine is so beneficial. And I think the first hour of my day, I feel very fulfilled. And I think I do touch on those pillars. I mean, I usually, you know, wake up, get in that full glass of water, read my devotionals, do my morning journal. And then I usually have some time with Casey. So it's like, I get a little bit of all of that before I dive into, into work per se. Um, and I do like right now, I like to either read or study or something of that sort, just to kind of do that me time before I dive into work or, you know, serving others kind of a thing. So, and, you know, again, for those listening, I know we've both chatted about it on, you know, talking about morning routines, but it does take time, right? Those morning routines take time and they're trial and error. Like I think anybody trying to copy and paste somebody else is, you're just going to probably get lost. But I think establishing like, Hey, I probably should, you know, like you said, if you're going to take the dogs out to go to the bathroom, maybe walk them down the street a little bit further or, you know, get a little bit of time to yourself. Don't look at your phone right away. But I think a lot of that can help. And I'm even speaking to myself. A lot of that can really help with making sure those other pillars are established as opposed to just, okay, what does my workday look like? When can I fit in my workout? And where where do I have like time to make a meal? Like, cause that's really, I mean, I, I schedule that stuff, which I think is good for time management, but I also need to make sure I'm scheduling in that other stuff as well. Yeah, making sure that you're fulfilling all of those areas of self-care and not just expending yourself in certain areas. And I think, you know, relating this back to change, uh, there's so much going on in the world right now. There's so much uncertainty. And if you can create some routines and at least a foundation of self-care through all of this, it can carry you a very long way. And that for me, through no matter what change I've gone through, like physically or aesthetically, as long as I have my feel good routines and I know that I'm caring for myself in a way that I best can, that gives me a lot more confidence to accept that change rather than feeling out of control of every element of my life and letting that dictate the way that I feel about myself. So my routine has a lot to do with how I feel about even the change that I experience or see in the mirror. And that's just one way that I stay grounded and like take care of myself through all of that. Yeah. And I love that you're always are a big one to say like change isn't bad. It's not a negative thing. And I think a lot of us do, we get thrown off by change. Like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, like we change is hard, right? It's hard to embrace sometimes, but I do love Mm -hmm. that you emphasize change isn't bad. It's not a negative thing. It's just change. So learning to embrace that. Which is hard. It's something, yeah, for sure. We're not taught to accept change so easily, especially if it's not something that we are controlling, right? Because a lot of change we can't control or a lot of change we're not controlling. And I think a big part of that too, a lot of it does come to diet. I think in a certain context, we can talk about how if our bodies are changing physically and we're not controlling our diet, that allows us to feel out of control Um, versus when we're controlling our diet, we're let's say eating in a deficit, we feel more in control, but that all really comes to routine. And whether you're trying to control your weight or change your weight or not, having routines can help you feel much more in control of 
your lifestyle. And I think that that can help with just accepting change or not really being tied to a certain body type. And I think, you know, experiencing change across the year is something that we should all learn to accept and appreciate because we all know we're going to be more exposed to iced Christmas cookies in the winter and less so in the summer. So, you know, accepting that, you know, you want to enjoy all the parts of the seasons that are coming your way, snuggling inside in the winter and being outside playing beach volleyball. Like those are two very different lifestyles. And just naturally your body is going to adapt to those as time goes on, right? Like it's just going to be a flux up and down. And I think the more that you try and swim upstream and push against those changes, the harder time you're going to have mentally of accepting your body. For sure. Yeah. I think that's so true. And even, you know, with me being pregnant right now, it is, it's one of those things where, why would I want to fight this? Right. Right. Why do I want to fight those changes. I want to embrace it. It's a nine-month process that we've worked very hard to get to. And so I think that's just something that has helped me in this process is just, like you said, it's a time It's a time period. It's a season of my life and really honing in and embracing it and going along with those first trimester weird cravings or lack thereof food interest. It's just, mm-hmm. you go with it. You kind of just accept it. But while we're on the topic kind of, of you know, accepting it and uh, a little bit more body focused, would you say you're a little, you're more body positive or body accepting? Like I, for me personally, I struggle with body positivity for myself because I can't, and maybe this is a bad thing. I don't know, but I can't look in the mirror and just genuinely talk positively about my body. If there's something that I don't love about it, but I, I accept my body and I can appreciate my body. So when I can look in the mirror and I can say, like, I accept this healthy body, I can embrace it. I can, but it's just, I don't know. So what, I guess I, I get confused sometimes between those two things, but I do think it's a good thing for our mental state sometimes to be able to either love on our body or accept it, but still want to change it, if that makes sense. Totally. And I think a lot of people have that same perspective as you do about those terms or about what the whole body positivity movement is about or what it looks like or what you're supposed to be able to accept about yourself or love about yourself. It's all very unclear. And I think that the definition does depend on the person and how they choose to implement it into their lives or not. And for me, body positive is more of a movement that is less discrimination against people for looking a certain way. And I don't think that either of us really fall into that category. We've never been judged or shamed. Well, I think, well, I did a little bit as a kid uh, just for being overweight, but at least in in adulthood, like we've never been discriminated against because of our weight. And I think that that's something that is a little bit more rooted in the body positivity movement. And it also has to do with like the female form is, is perfect in so many different ways and is healthy in so many different ways. It's not defined by one specific body, uh, body type or body fat percentage. It's a wide variety and it's a wide spectrum. And so it's embracing that spectrum for what's healthy and what's what should be accepted. I yeah. do think that like when it comes to body accept- acceptance and body neutrality, that's more of a personal experience that each person is going to have to kind of develop and, and embrace themselves. And that's more of, yeah, like you're going to look in the mirror and there are going to be parts of you that you don't love and you're not going to say they're your favorite parts about yourself, but you're going to accept those and you're not going to allow them to dictate your emotions or your actions based on looking in the mirror. And I do think a part of that has to do with not sitting in front of the mirror so much and looking at yourself and, and picking yourself apart. That's something that, especially as aesthetic focused humans, like we were, and especially going through bodybuilding, you're looking at yourself every single day, you're posing, you're practicing, you're posing, you're 
um, you know, you're much more focused on every single part of your body and how it's changing or how you need it to change. And that's something that people need to stop doing. Stop looking at yourself in the mirror so much and picking yourself apart. If that's something that you're doing often, it's going to give you a negative body image. It's just going to. But if you can... Go ahead. No, I was saying, like, if a mirror is a trigger, be aware of that. Like, that's something that, you know, if if walking by a mirror or being in your bathroom naked in your mirror, if that's a trigger for you, if that's a negative trigger, be aware of that. And for me, it's like, okay, either take in, hey, am I accepting where I'm at? You know, like you said, it doesn't, I love that you put, you separated the two, like body positivity, like you said, it's more of a movement. It's more of a accepting that there's all different types of sizes of bodies. And there should no, there should not be any shaming around that. I fully, like, I, I love that you separated that because it's true. We have not been a part of that, but like you said, body acceptance and body neutrality is, you know, accepting where we are at and accepting the changes that we might go through. And those changes can be either way, right? Like changes for me postpartum might be the other way. Whereas changes for me right now are definitely growing. Like that's so looking in the mirror and embracing that and accepting that. But I think a big thing is if a mirror is a trigger, be aware of that and don't sit there and pick yourself apart. We can't spot treat. We know those things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think like you said, for yourself and myself, we do either take a million photos of ourselves or have somebody else take a million photos of us to then pick out the one, right? Like that's just Mm -hmm. something. So we're constantly honing in on, you know, I think the overall image of ourself and sometimes more often than not, the size of our body or the look of our body or the angle of our body is what we hone in on. So I think that's why sometimes I get mixed up between body acceptance and body positivity because I would rather just be able to look at the photo and be like, damn, I look good and just like <laughs> love it as opposed to, well, this one I look a little funny or this one I look a little weird. It's like, we are all human and in a 2D photo or whatever, you're not going to get the full, you know, look at everything. We have such a unique set of challenges because we do post so much on social media and to watch your body change on social media and to see it look differently. I'm sure for you is, is hard to do in some contexts. Like it's not easy to pick out the best photo or you know, and it could just be bad lighting. It could be a variety of different things, but you take it so personally sometimes. And that's something that has challenged me with social media and accepting myself for the bad stuff too, or like the the not so glamorous parts. And, you know, for me, posting the not so great flattering, the most flattering photo in the bunch has actually helped me accept those parts of me even more. Because one of my biggest fears with social media is that I present myself in a way that's not genuine to who I am or what I look like. Let's say it's Photoshop or using sick angles all the time. You know, like people don't know what you look like in person. And that's like one of my biggest fears, especially when expos were such a big thing. Was (gasps) yes. Was people aren't gonna recognize me or like I had this fear that people would be so disappointed, like, oh, she doesn't look like how she does in social media. So me embracing the not so great photos or, you know, my body in not so great positions has really helped me create more body acceptance and neutrality w- because I'm not putting up a front anymore. I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. I'm just trying to be myself and yeah. let other people know too that it's okay to have belly rolls. It's okay to not have this big butt and tiny waist. And, you know, the female form yeah. is a variety of different ways. And, health is the number one thing that anyone should be focusing on. And I think too, like, like, especially with there being that separation on social media, like even we're doing this podcast, I'm in California and you're in Washington. There's so much that goes on between and behind the scenes that people don't genuinely get to see. And that can give other people a complex. And that's something that I do not want to be a part of. And I'm sure you can agree. Like that's not something that I want to project into other people. So by using those photos, being honest and being vulnerable, which by the way, is very scary and very hard. Yes, and, I know. And I like remember, and this is more like when I first started posting on social media, like those really hard, like transformation photos where, you know, you don't look the best in the beginning or the photos where maybe you're not looking perfect, 
those are the photos or like the captions that probably mean the most, but they're the most yeah. vulnerable. They're the most honest. And I still get nervous posting those things because yeah. you don't know how people are going to respond. And you, yeah, like it's just, it's really hard being that vulnerable in front of so many people, but the reward is so great too. And and I think that, you know, when you really come from a place of trying to help people, like I really want people to know that it's okay to not look like every, like the fitness people in the fitness community, because that's not realistic or healthy or, you know, like something that I want other people to set as their standard because I did for so long and it really hurt me mentally, physically in the long haul. Right. One, 1000%. And literally on all of that, I mean, I remember, like you said, going to expos or just meeting people in person, right? That was, and this was back, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't have the Instagram stories, right? So we didn't have the ability to share more of who we were. It was kind of just an image. And so I think even more so now than ever, you and I are very careful about, careful or also, I think not know if careful is the right word, just very, um, I don't know, very, like we try and make sure that we always show up on our stories as is, right? Like I don't worry Mm -hmm. if I have makeup on, I don't worry about what I look like. I try to sound just like this. I want to sound like myself. I want to chat with you. And I want when you meet me in person for it to be the same thing. I value that so, so much. And I love, you know, when I send a voice message to somebody through a DM and, and I get the response and they're just like, Oh my gosh, you sound exactly like, you know, you do in your stories. Like (laughs) That's what I want. I want the message that I put out, whether it's in a post, whether it's on my stories, I just want to, I genuinely want to share my journey. I genuinely want to be on the journey of the, you know, all the girls that are in this community with us. And then same thing, even now, like you said, it's so we, we get so worried about putting out that post. Right. And so now I'm on a little bit of a flip side being pregnant, I look at my bump and I compare myself to other people's bumps or I look at, I'm like, well, should I be showing more? Should I be showing less? Or what does this mean for, you know, whatever. And you do, you find yourself searching these different, you know, totally different hashtags as, as I was before, but it's all this, it's this comparison fear or it's this like nervous fear of before I put out a bump photo, you know, I'm like, well, what are they going to think? Or is there going to be any, you know, oh my gosh, you're so big. Like that's been something that I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if I can handle this. But at the same time, I know they mean it in a great way because we just want a healthy baby growing. But it is, it's just that authentic, genuine sharing of where we are at in life. And then also tossing in the vulnerability because that is not easy. I mean, I feel like right now, if I was to share my photo, it would be what I did yesterday where I shouldn't have, but I went back and looked at where I was exactly a year ago. And it was like, come on, I'm growing a baby right now. Like that's not my focus. However, it's hard sometimes to, you know, to not, to not do that, but it's the the mental battle. It really is. And Uh, I think, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. Well, so I think for, you know, especially relating to what you just said, it, we put so much vulnerability out onto social media and you are such like, I love following you on social media. Obviously we're friends, but um, you're so positive and you just have this light about you that I think is really important in this space where there's a lot of negativity. There can be a lot of negativity. There can be a lot of body image issues, a lot of comparison. And I think it's like really powerful, the message that you're sending out because it's not just fitness related. It's not just nutrition related. It's very lifestyle oriented. And what is like really easy, I think to, to obviously say is that like, there's still negativity out there too. And that's where the fear from like, when you do post comes from is because there is a lot of negativity, even though what you put out is so positive and powerful, you can still get a lot of negative comments, which can be really discouraging right? And it could just be one, but it still hits you hard because you're also very empathetic, right? Like you're you're very uh, absorbent of like those types of emotions. Yeah. So how do you feel like you are able to like overcome that and like still show up positive on your page or not combat that with like a, a response? 
first of all, I really appreciate you saying that because that just, that's all, I think both you and I, that's our goal, right? We just, we want to be that positive light in somebody else's life. And obviously I know you genuinely on social media and off of social media and you as well are that light to other people. You're the same in person. You're the same on social media. And it's an energy that I do love to be around. And like you said, I am very empathetic and it's a gift and it's a curse. And so, you know, today I actually journaled about people tearing you down. Um, and people are going to tear us down, right? They're, they're, you're, not everybody's going to agree with you. Not everybody's going to be on board with, you know, your decisions in life or your opinions. And that's hard for me because I do take on that energy that they are putting off or I, or that emotion that they're putting off. So when we do get that, uh, negative remark, and again, they're far and few between for us. I, I would really say they're far and few between for us, but I definitely not going to lie. I do give myself a little bit of a little pity party where I kind of like let that affect me more than it probably should. But then I do have to hone in on statements like you just said, you know, people who genuinely know me as a person and whether or not they know me in person, I feel like even a lot of my, my girls, a lot of the girls listening, they've taken the time to listen to these podcasts, get to know me, get to know my marriage, get to know my friendships with other people. And I have to spend a little bit extra time honing in on that and reminding myself of it. And I, I wish I could be somebody that could just brush it off and just be like, well, you know, I'm better for it, but for just having my confidence and not worrying about what they said, but that's not me. That's not where I'm at at this point in life. Sometimes I do struggle with that confidence. And so I just have to kind of build myself back up sometimes and know that sometimes it's a self-reflection of that person and understand that, you know, people like you and people who know me, they, I just have to kind of hold on to that a little bit more, if that makes sense. Because I think I think it is hard sometimes. We, we're we putting ourselves out there. We're putting opinions out there. And everybody has the right to their opinion. But I just think sometimes people overlook the impact that their words have on others. Like we are just mm-hmm. humans and we're just choosing to share our journey and, you know, hopefully either inspire somebody or motivate somebody to open up about their story or make a change in their life. Um, and so I think sometimes when people choose to either, you know, send a hurtful message or send something that's just like, you know, in disagreeance, it's, it's hard. So I think the, the comments are going to be there, but there's so much more positivity than there ever is negativity. Um, unfortunately just sometimes those negative comments or remarks hit a little bit harder. So, uh, yeah, I think just kind of honing in on what we know and believe about ourselves and those that genuinely know us is something that really helps me. Like today, I mean, I told you I was having an off day and just getting on the phone with you for 20 minutes before this helps so much because you know me, you know the circumstances that both of us are in sometimes. And so that right there is just like, okay, I can press on, I can move on and maybe take a little bit of social media breather and just know my self-worth. So that's kind of... And I I think that's the perfect setup to kind of like, bring it back to like the root of what we were talking about. And one of the biggest um, fears of change that I think people have is centered around judgment of other people and not necessarily you accepting the way that you look, but more so like, let's say you need to gain weight or you know that gaining weight is what's going to help you make, be healthier. And I just mean gaining weight from the perspective of maybe you've been restricting for so long and you need to get out of that diet. Or hormonal health. Yeah. Exactly. That fear of change and how you're going to be perceived by other people likely trumps any fear of your own self-acceptance. And that's really the root of what creates like this really difficult like acceptance, right? Like it just makes accepting yourself harder because there's that fear of judgment of other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I fall victim of being a people pleaser. I'm sure, you know, we've talked a lot about body and all that, but I'm sure there's a lot lot of people listening right now who are potentially going to go through change when it comes to their job or how they choose to pursue their career after this. And we all look for support, right? And it kind of goes back to, I have Mm -hmm. an episode on support versus validation, but we need that support. Sometimes we need that validation to let us know that those changes we're choosing to make, whether it is gaining weight, losing weight, getting a new job, 
getting married, having a, starting a family, we constantly are looking for the approval of others, whether it's to support us or whether it's to validate us. But it is hard sometimes to go through those changes and oftentimes necessary changes, but with the opinions of others and, you know, needing that acceptance. And when ultimately it comes down to our own self-acceptance, but I think a lot of us rely heavily on the opinions of others. So, And I think it helps too to invest in getting to know yourself from more than just an aesthetic standpoint, because especially growing up, that's what you learn to value maybe a little bit more, that comparison game and, um, and trying to change the way that you look becomes very important. I mean, wanting to be accepted by other people is a natural human trait. Like we all want to be accepted by our peers. And, but learning to get to know yourself for more than just your aesthetics is so important. So that's why I've invested a lot of time in like journaling. And some of the hardest questions to answer are, you know, like what are, what's a lie that you tell yourself? And that could be in each of those four categories we talked about earlier. You know, maybe that being thin is going to, create happiness. That's for sure a lie that I told myself for a long time. Another one is that, um, you know, like I don't need to be that successful or like, I don't need to have that much money or like, I don't need to, you know, always have what I need instead of uh, I want a life of abundance, right? There's so many different things in those categories that can relate to like those lies that you tell yourself. Another great question, like just things to get to know yourself a little bit better. Because I think, like I said, like the more you focus on your aesthetics through food and exercise, the less you invest and you can sometimes sacrifice getting to know yourself a little bit more emotionally, mentally. Um, Another one would be trying to think of like some really good ones. Um, Like what kind of life do you want to live? Like what is important to you lies within your relationship, like not actual lies, but like you tell yourself like, Oh, I'm happy enough, you know? And it's like, but are you like, is that a relationship you should be in? Or should you maybe, you know, it's scary. Change is scary, but is that actually the relationship you want to pursue for the rest of your life? But I know for me, like for a long time you had to, I had to tell, you know, the lie I was telling myself was that the relationship I was in was healthy, you know, and this is going way back in time, but ultimately excuse me, it was a lie I was telling myself. Totally. Like there's so many great questions that even if you just ask yourself and you can do a search on Google and great get some great journal prompts, they're really easy to access, but it can start to shift your focus from just your body and into more of who you are as a person, what your core values are so that you have direction. You feel more secure with who you are because you know your value supersedes your physical form. So for you, when it comes to like body acceptance or life acceptance or life neutrality, what does that look like for you? Or what does that, where does that come from for you? For me, when I look back on being super lean, my core focus was what was I eating that day? What was I training that day? And how much caffeine do I need to consume in order to get through what I had to get through? Yeah. Uh, I don't want that life for myself. So for me, like if I ever get into a mindset of like, oh, I wish I was thinner, I think, you know, do I really want to deprive my body right now? Like what sacrifices would I have to make in order to get there? And are those sacrifices that I want to make? And at the end of the day, I am so focused on living a life of purpose and living a life that is fulfilled. And like I said earlier, that's not just the way that I look at all. That has to do with my health. It has to do with my happiness. That has to do with my relationships with other people. That has to do with my clients and giving to other people. Because if I focus just on myself, everything else will suffer. And if I focus on something that's superficial, then my mental health will suffer. So at what point, like, is every, like, uh, I guess this is like more personal. Like, at what point did I shift that focus? It was really a point where I was like, okay, what I'm doing, the cycle that I'm in of gaining weight, losing weight is making me more and more unhappy. And I had to find a way to figure out how to go out to eat with my boyfriend and not feel like I needed to 
reverse that in some way, shape or form. Like I had so much guilt centered around eating out and I didn't want that. Like I love food and I love eating out. Like I wanted to be able to incorporate that into my lifestyle. I just didn't know how because I was so restricted for so long and I probably didn't go out to eat for a couple, if not three years. So it was really determining for me what lifestyle I wanted to live, who I wanted to be. And I literally, I, I wish I could find it. I'm sure it's somewhere in my journal, but I wrote down who do I want to be? What kind of life do I want to live? And that helped me develop the person that I am now. And that's a continuing change as well. Like I'm going to probably get off this call because I haven't done it in a while and like redo that because yeah, it's helped me prioritize the values that I have and being super thin is not on that list. Yeah. Like that's not a value that I am putting on there because if I'm asking myself, what's going to make me the happiest person alive? Like my health is number one, you know, yeah. like being healthy is going to cater to my happiness more than being 10, 15% body fat. Absolutely. And I love that you're talking about, you know, who do I want to become? Because that's something that let's say like for any of you guys listening, if you are going through these changes or you, or you foresee, I think a lot of us are going through some changes right now, but there's a lot of foreseeable unknowns. And so I think taking some time to journal through this and to see what that looks like for you, whether, whether you're a mom, whether this has to do with, you know, you and your kiddos or whether this has to do with you and your career or whether this is you and your health and fitness journey, like we've been chatting about, I think taking that time to, I don't know about you, but for me, when I journal, okay, this is who I want to become, I then have to work backwards, right? Like, well, how am I going to become that? And how am I going to take the time to make those changes in my life to inevitably become that? And like you said, I think it probably took you a lot of time to realize, okay, these things that I'm writing down don't come from my size or my aesthetic look. They come from so many other things. But it takes us taking that time to write that down and establish our goals and establish our intentions and establish these things that we want. It's okay to want things. You know, I think so many of us are afraid to say like, I want this. And once we establish those things, I think we can realize a little bit more like, okay, I need to take these actions, but this doesn't matter as much. You know, this anxiety I have wrapped around that scale number in the morning doesn't weigh into inevitably who I want to become or what I want to become. Exactly. Well, I have absolutely loved this. Um, I don't know if you have any last minute things that you would like to leave for them. I feel like you've poured out so many valuable, I don't want to say nuggets. Like honestly, I just feel like I went into this chat, as you know, with just kind of a little bit of emotional turmoil and it just feels so good to be like, gosh, maybe I'm not taking care of myself on all those pillars. And you know, that's one thing I do love about this podcast is I don't want to have it figured out. I want to be on this journey with everybody. I think a lot of us hear things, you know, we, we learn things when that individual has arrived at point, point B, right? So they've traveled from point A to point B and now they're sharing the information with us. Whereas I think it's so valuable for a lot of us who are on that journey from point A to point B to realize that it's okay. Like I always say, it's okay if it's somewhat of a hot mess, right? It's okay if those unknowns are not known yet. And just to realize once we get to point B, point C does show up and we'll have all new struggles and hot messes. But if there's anything extra that you want to leave them with, I would love to hear it from you. And as always, definitely let them know where they can find you. And I'll have all of that in the show notes as well. Yeah, for sure. So I guess the final statements, one of them is definitely to focus on being healthy before you start thinking about being skinny because the healthier and the better you feel, the better you inevitably will look. Uh, it may take more time to get there, but if you just focus on being your best self, that change will come that you're seeking and just to trust the process on how to get there because as long as you're honing in on those things, it will come. And then the other one is, yeah, and take this time, embrace change, know that all change is not negative. And every day, if you can focus a couple minutes on the four pillars of what creates like a fulfilled life, so body, exercise, nutrition, 
being, your spirituality, grounding yourself with being in nature, um, business, working a little bit, creating something for other people. And then balance, which would be like your relationships with your partner, your relationships with your parents, your kids, focusing a little bit every day on every part of you instead of just one part of you can go a really long way. So if you guys want to you know, get in touch with me, you can, um, through Instagram is probably the easiest. My handle is the Sam plan. So yeah, hit me up and, um, God, this is always, this has been so fun. So, um, yeah, I think that's it, right? Did I cover it? Yeah. I think that covers it all. And you are so wonderful. I will have all your information also down in the show notes. And like she said, you guys, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I know that we're both more accessible through email, but either way, go ahead and you know contact us through DM. We are always here to help. That is our overarching goal with all of this. And we just want to have you guys on our journey with us. I think you heard that throughout the the episode. And I think I can speak for Sam, you know, we want to be on your guys' journeys. And that's something that I think by us opening up, I think it helps let you guys know that you can open up to us and you can share with us. So thank you as always for tuning in. Like I said, all information will be down in the show notes. And as always, make it a great day and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.